Welcome to the Paradigm Shift on 4ZZZ 102.1, where we challenge the assumptions of our current society to resist oppression and investigate alternative ways of living for a world based on justice, solidarity, and sustainability. Welcome to the Paradigm Shift on 4ZZZ 102.1 FM. It is your local community radio station. My name's Andy and I'll be with you for the next hour broadcasting on the lands of the Jagger and Turable people. Um, and on today's show, we're going to be talking about uh, Disrupt Land Forces one more time before uh, it all happens, although it did start last night. Um, if you are a regular listener to the Paradigm Shift, then over recent weeks you probably would have heard me talking about uh, the Land Forces Weapons Convention that is happening in Brisbane at the Convention Centre next week. And you um, would also have heard that there's a group of people organising to try to disrupt it. Uh, disrupt Land Forces is the name of the event. And it's all happening this week. There's lots of different events which I'll speak about uh, over the course of the show, but last night uh, the first disruption occurred, the first arrests, um, two young women jumping up on top of a vehicle carrying a, a autonomous military vehicle, a little, um, I don't know what you call it, like a land drone basically, um, and Stopping it, I'll play. We'll hear a little grab from them shortly. Somebody else who knew that Disrupt Land Forces was coming up were the police of Brisbane who were stationed all around the convention centre trying to shepherd these um, weapons and things into the convention centre and were running convoys through the city. If you last night were late last night were driving through the city and had a convoy of police guiding a truck screamed past you with sirens on and motorbikes on each side, well, that that was the police protecting the interests of the weapons industry to make sure that they could get into the convention center without the people of Brisbane getting in the way. And uh, that's where that's where we're living in, where um, the state government is a major sponsor of the uh, land forces. Of course, they own the convention center and they also run the police. And so the uh, our friendly coppers who are meant to keep us all safe are sent out to protect the the weapons industry from a few protesters who all they want to do is jump up on top of a tank and stop it from getting into the convention center for a while. Um, but yes, we'll hear much more about the show. I'll also, I'm going to talk about autonomous weapons. The uh, the hunter wolf little thing that uh, Cloud and Ash jumped on top of is a uh, autonomous, uh, not a weapon, but a, a military vehicle. But um, there's, well, it's a drone. It's uh, guided, I think, by people. But um, 
It is of great concern the technological developments happening around lethal autonomous weapons, and so I speak. I'll speak with Matilda Byrne from Safe Ground, who have a campaign, part of a global campaign called Stop Killer Robots, trying to stop lethal autonomous weapons. So that's what's coming up, and we might even chat a bit with Marty Brannigan about. Um, militarism and the environment if i get time to fit it in and we'll play some great anti-war songs as well to start us off though i'm going to play a little clip of cloud and ash two uh brave young women who were arrested yesterday afternoon they're still in custody now hopefully in court soon um and this is what they had to say when they disrupted land forces uh hi everyone it's cloud and ash here um, we've just stopped this piece of machinery, death machinery, from going into the convention centre in South Brisbane for the Land Forces Expo. Uh, we're standing in solidarity with the First Nations people of this land and with those in the Northern Territory who are currently calling for a ceasefire to disarm the police in their communities. First Nations peoples were the first to experience militarized violence on this continent and they're still the most victimized by it today here and all across the globe it's not hard to see why we are standing here today on top of this machinery in front of this expo where the machines are designed purely to kill and destruct these weapons destroy lives homes and entire ecosystems we're at a crossroad for humanity. We're on the break down of the climate and societal collapse. We cannot afford the division that this expo promotes. We cannot afford to fight. We cannot afford to destroy anymore. We need to turn all resources and minds to equity and sustainability. War is pollution of our minds, our relationships and the earth. The military machine is burning our home directly with these weapons and through the thirst and consumption of fossil fuels. The military oppresses culture, takes land that is not for, t for taking, by force, by fear, leaving vulnerable people to, to pick up their lives in rubble. That is uh, Cloud and Ash, who yesterday jumped on top of um, an EPE Hunter Wolf is the name of the machine. There's all kinds of bizarre military machinery and with all with very strange names, brand names and things like that. Um, an offence to wolves, really, who are wonderful creatures who don't need military vehicles being named after them. But then again, there's so many things like that. One of the uh, big displays, of course, will be Boeing talking about their Apache helicopter, which I'm sure the um, native Apache people of the U.S. who tried to defend their country from being invaded by what became the U.S. military aren't that keen on uh, that particular piece of equipment being named after them either. But um, bizarre branding is part of what Land Forces does and trying to unveil um, unveil what really goes on there and talk about, um, like Cloud and Ash then did, about the environmental cost, about the cost on First Nations people around the world of militarism and, you know, where these guns end up and who they end up getting used on is part of the reason to protest it. And so that is why um, all this week people will be disrupting land forces. You can 
there's a big program of events. It starts tonight with um, a ceremonial fire and welcome the country at Musgrave Park. A lot of the events will be focused out of Jagera Hall this week and um, there'll be the Land Forces Convention itself runs from Tuesday to Thursday next week, so we'll be there at the Convention Centre causing a ruckus, but there'll be workshops and things over the weekend and a concert on Saturday night at Jagera Hall where you'll be able to catch some great performers, including um, the one of the stars of this song. This is a classic Aussie protest tune from Combat Wombat and uh, Izzy Brown, whose voice you will hear on this song, will be performing at Jagger Hall on Saturday night. So get down and join the party, join the resistance. Defence Minister of Australia Robert Hill says the government's continuing to talk to the US about Australia developing a missile defence system. Earlier this year, the government revealed it was considering whether a shield could be put in place to protect Australia against possible missile attacks. Star Wars. The Empire Strikes Back. War is terrorism. Star Wars. The Empire Strikes Back. War is terrorism. Star Wars. The Empire Strikes Back. War is terrorism. Star Wars. The Empire Strikes Back. Star Wars, the Empire strikes back to attack For what's it got to lose? Our bruise on the ego of the president And the residents of the Pentagon's military defense Extravagance, undermined by the strife Of an Arab with a pen not prepared to take his own life And everybody's home to roam End up pain created by capitalist gain Again, again, not another war Two score points on the imaginary scoreboard Stars warring on CNN again Showdown of the lowdowns Dirty rap versus the dingbat He's all that in check shirt and writing chaps The emperor has no clothes There's no denying that Let's take the power back Without the flowers crap These motherfuckers got me ready to snap They only got their own back We take our own back Or seek fantasy as our dignity's attacked Where you wanna end up First place or last Left suffocating as their rocket ship blasts No life on Mars but none here either A global holocaust as they glide through the ether I'm a believer, realist and truth seeker Knowledge is power as it pumps through the speaker Dismissal of a morally bankrupt leader is needed Cause identities lie bleeding Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back War is terrorism Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back War is terrorism A CIA conspiracy It might be, it's hard to see A clear picture, just a fixture At the end of the media Hype and tripe on the television No clarity of vision Is this World War 3? Is this a reality? We're living in, giving in, killing in Each other Ain't we learned from last time's crimes Against humanity Secretly exploiting the minority Creating targets for revenge Justification to avenge Race, war, religious war Did they tell you what you're fighting for? You seem to have forgotten Star Wars Conscious awareness, that's in question 
attention, no more guessing. Tired of being ignored, the shadow definitely flexing. I'm dealt with making a world like a shoot 'em up western. In a man escalating session of aggression and a war thirst with no lesson from the past. We fast carpet bomb and ask, why do they hate us and make us escape nuts? Wake up, why not we bash them, crash them, smash them? Ask friends to help us in our task for revenge. Send in men to end all the sentence. Bringing a cream of militant to distinguish the innocent. Trust our premise is the nemesis is dust. A must send in enough trucks, tanks, missiles abroad. Drop bombs till there's nothing around to blow up. Send in enough of our best tanks, trucks, missiles and such. Drop bombs till there's nothing around to blow up. Drop bombs till there's no one left but friends hating us. Our planet's seething, obviously angered. America's righteous constitution gets mangled. Daily operation as a commentator spray. Verbal agent orange if you get in their way. Paid in full to back the bending of rules. When fools take power, their swords indeed cruel. Nothing new. This Christian empire finds that Jesus was indeed born in Palestine. Remind, remind, remind yourself that history is written by the man with wealth. But he is passionless next to those who felt the rough hand the corrupt man has dealt. Where's the next target? Civilian market. Pursue those goals and fuck the families that cock it. The whole sky is filled with immense darkness. Where's the love? Is it too much to ask this? Ideology blew like a toxic stew. Religious fundamentalists look to argue. Different ideology blew like a toxic stew. Mad politicians them look to argue. That is Combat Wombat there. That one goes out to Ollie, very uh, dedicated Paradigm Shift listener and a big fan of Combat Wombat too. Hope you can make it down on Saturday night uh, down to Jagera Hall. That's tomorrow night. Um, where uh, Izzy from Combat Wombat will be playing alongside Race Rage, who I'll play later in the show, Accomplice Collective, local West Enders who are always a good time, and Dancing Water. So, um Time for a bit of fun and dancing amongst all the disrupting that is planned. Land Forces is a big weapons expo. If you haven't heard, um, which if you've been listening to the Paradigm Shift or 4 Z, hopefully you have. Uh, and the disruption began last night, as you heard earlier, with Cloud and Ash jumping on a uh, Hunter Wolf, which is an unmanned military vehicle. Um, used for carrying all their gear and weapons and things like that around. Um, and technological development in war, as actually that song Star Wars, of course, talking about 
partly the militarization of space that began in the 80s under Ronald Reagan with the US and beginning these space warfare programs. And, of course, now um, a lot of modern warfare would be impossible without satellites that they have circling the globe, spying on everybody. Um, and there's nowhere we can go to be out of the reaches of militarism. Well, the technological developments of warfare continue, and despite what people sometimes say about how wonderful it is, how good it is for technology, they don't tend to improve our lives. Um, they improve the ability for uh, control and for countries to uh, attack other people, sometimes attack their own civilians, of course, which is um, a, lot of, well, a lot of what the military is used for around the world. That's the reality is that actually it's for policing protests, for protecting corrupt regimes and things like that. Um, and, of course, some of the technological developments of the last century in warfare are things that the world now agrees are totally unethical. Chemical warfare, cluster bombs, uh, landmines and nuclear weapons, which were on the way to banning. The, um, a number of countries have signed on to a UN treaty to ban nuclear weapons. And certainly uh, much of the world agrees that it's totally unethical, something of the scale of nuclear weapons to ever be used. And so we're left with... Uh, technological developments that put us in a worse place than we were before. It's the opposite of what new technology is meant to do. It's meant to improve our lives, make doing things easier and better. And the next step, and they still, military, uh, the military industrial complex still goes on and on about innovation and being at the cutting edge of development and things like that. And of course they go into uh, high schools and primary schools as we heard from um, Elise West, who I played on the Paradigm Shift a few weeks ago, talking about weapons companies going to schools. They have partnerships with universities a lot of the time. They get these development grants off the government. Um, and then it's left to the rest of us, people uh, working in you know, civilian organisations, civil society, to rein in the terrible technology that they're creating. Well, this is continuing, of course, with lethal autonomous weapons, the next step in technological warfare. I spoke with Matilda Byrne from the organisation Safe Ground about um, what to expect from uh, autonomous weapons, what's already being used and what we can do to try to stop them. Could you start off by introducing yourself? Sure. So my name's Matilda Byrne and uh, I'm based in Melbourne and with the organisation Safe Ground, who's a disarmament-focused NGO, um, where I am the national coordinator of the campaign to stop killer robots. So killer robots, for those of us who have watched our share of science fiction movies, sound pretty bad. Um, can you tell us specifically what is the campaign to stop killer robots about? Sure. So I think um, obviously killer robots can on conjure a very sort of sci-fi-esque image, um, and that's not really something we're talking about today in the present. Uh, killer robots are also referred to as lethal autonomous weapon systems. So autonomous weapons are sort of this whole different range of emerging weaponry that we have, and lethal autonomous weapons are ones where the decision-making processes, so selecting a target to attack and then the decision of whether or not to attack that target is actually done 
by the machine itself, so using something like artificial intelligence, and there's no human oversight, verification, or sort of control over that process. And that's what we're really worried about. And so the campaign is advocating for a new international treaty, so a new international law that would regulate this area of autonomous weapons and put in place prohibitions to prevent laws, so those weapons I just described, and sort of other aspects of autonomy, so to put limits where we think it's just a a step too far. So in the US wars in the last couple of decades, we've seen the use of drone warfare, kind of remote controlled uh, armed aircraft, but also using AI algorithms to sort through metadata to find targets and things like that. So that's in a way a use of AI, but not it's not quite what you're talking about. Are there other examples of this already in use in warfare? Right. So, yeah, there are sort of already examples of AI being sort of integrated into defence systems, like sort of what you described, or, for example, autonomous piloting, where, uh, you know, aircraft might be able to pilot itself, uh, for instance, without being remote controlled. Uh, So these sort of things we are seeing, there are sort of more increasingly autonomous weapons in the US, like you mentioned, also Russia, Israel, the UK, and work being done here. So there are systems that I guess are semi-autonomous or kind of precursory, but in those sort of selection targets and things, that's still being done by humans at this point in time. That's what we want to retain. So presumably there are other developments underway that you're campaigning against what kind of autonomous weapons are we talking about that are being designed or created at the moment so i think where we're most likely to see perhaps stepping over this real red line from something might be semi-autonomous but has humans involved to something beyond that say targeting uh, humans perhaps using target profiles uh, that we find really worrying, I guess is most likely to be uh, from the air, so sort of like a drone that became becomes fully autonomous, so like kind of air-based systems, or uh, things on the ground, I guess, deployed in land that can do this sort of sensing themselves. That's what we're really worried about. So I guess an example from Australia, something like uh, the new Loyal Wingman project, that is a fully autonomous aircraft Uh, but it's not designed to deploy lethal force and attack targets. It's designed to sort of accompany other aircraft. However, to sort of extend that capability into the future and to arm something like that would be entirely possible. So what we're worried about is crossing over that red line and so that there needs to be strong policy and commitments to not do that. And something that's really problematic here within Australia is that we're not hearing any of those commitments, any kind of policy like that coming from the Australian government, from the Defence Department, saying that we will rule out lethal autonomous weapon systems that do this targeting and attacking without human control. They have a very sort of opaque approach to human control where maybe it's okay in this instance and it's um, given there's so much innovation happening in the area a real concern for us. So what kind of like softwares, artificial intelligence are we talking about here? Like facial recognition, like uh, metadata analysis, um, GPS coordinates, what kind of things are they are being used to try to create lethal weapons? So 
we do know there's lots of different AI to do sort of big number crunching of vast volumes of data. Um, and so we know that that's something that's sort of being integrated into systems already. Facial recognition that you mentioned is something that we're really worried about, partially because we know how bad facial recognition is. So to give you an example, I think it came out of Google. So, you know, one of the big sort of software developing companies where facial recognition was successful 90% of the time on white males without beards specifically. And so I think if you think about realistically where was a fort, we know that rec facial recognition is not going to get it right. It will be inaccurate. And in particular, it disproportionately impacts people of colour. So AI struggles uh, as skin colour gets darker. And so to putting something like this in a system to target or any other kind of target profile, really, something like if it's heat-based, whatever technology is that they're using, is really just distilling a person into these sort of metrics in a way where it removes all of the humanity as well as not necessarily being accurate. And so for us, that's a real issue, uh, which is why it's so important that, you know, a human does do the ultimate targeting and looking and seeing and assessing whether or not it is, you know, the correct person, a lawful target. So say, you know, a combatant that is in warfare rather than a civilian and so on. I did hear someone say that in the US drone warfare, because they use metadata analysis to pick targets, like, you know, GPS locations, people who are going to suspect areas, that there are like taxi drivers and things who travel around a lot, who go to a lot of these places that are like red alerts for the US AI that get targeted wrongly. Are there other things like that? Yeah, so that's a really good example of how already we're not always getting it right. And so clearly the, um, you know, the technology is making this kind of false correlation. But then we have the opportunity with something like a drone strike for a person to evaluate that, to think about that, to draw any other connections, and perhaps some of the time are still making the wrong choice where we see sort of some issues with drone strikes that have already occurred. So if you think about taking the human out of that equation, who is the person that actually can understand context and to make those other connections, or, you know, if we're not talking specifically about targeting in an individual instance, something else like in a conflict zone, exercising restraint when they see sort of incoming, I don't know, a potential incoming attack that risks, I guess, escalating unnecessarily. It's people that can make those evaluations and judgments that are so crucial in warfare. And whilst we might not get it right 100% of the time, removing that is just such a big risk uh, to sort of, you know, global stability in general broadly. And then also in these individual cases, you know, the civilian populations where wars are fought. So there are some pretty serious ethical questions, I guess, about the use of AI to create autonomous weapons. Is this the kind of thing that Stop Killer Robots is trying to bring up? Yes, 100%. So I mentioned earlier I used the word um, dehumanising. So that's a real big part of this question. So the idea of, um, I guess, upholding human dignity and asking, do we even think it's okay for an AI to make a decision over who lives and dies. So there's no human involved. AI isn't a moral agent, so it can't sort of make a choice based on its conscious or appreciate the value of life. So there's this big ethical question that's really being raised. And I think it's also an important point because it's in all sectors of society where we're seeing this integration of AI, not just 
in warfare, in conflict, in, tar- in potentially targeting people, but also, you know, in health, where at the moment health practitioners can use various AI systems that make suggestions around, say, history and traits and things. Uh, but ultimately, it's a human practitioner, a doctor, a specialist who then decides about, you know, how to proceed with that. And so this idea of delegating life and death decisions to machines is one where really as society as a whole, we have to decide how we want to proceed with that. And really, we believe that there is a moral red line here and an imperative to not do that handing over. Uh, So that's, you know, a really strong part of what the campaign does emphasise.
That is Anomi there on the Paradigm Shift. Uh, Predator Drones Over Yemen is the name of the song. And, of course, in recent years, Australia has um, been found... Australian companies have been found out selling weapons to um, the United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia in their occupation of Yemen, which has been an ongoing disaster, which has forced many... Uh, yeah, many people to leave or has killed many civilians um, and an ongoing conflict. Uh, before that, we were speaking with Matilda Byrne about autonomous weapons, the next stage in technological warfare. Isn't that exciting? Um, plenty to look forward to. New fancy ways to be killed by a robot. Um, let's uh, go back to chatting with Matilda. I'm interested in what you were just saying about AI being used in other sectors of society and ethical questions there, because it is becoming so prevalent, you know, in our everyday lives, in sort of social media algorithms and things like that, but also in industrial processes, in, you know, all kinds of work driverless cars, all these kind of things. Do you see autonomous weapons as being removed from these other questions about AI or is it all part of the same broad conversation? I think in some ways it is all part of the same conversations. There's these kind of key ethical questions that we need to broach in AI in general. So things like ethical AI frameworks apply to all uses of AI in all different applications. I do think, though, there's a really important distinction to be made with autonomous weapons. And this often comes up because people talk about um, autonomous vehicles being this kind of a great solution to minimise, you know, deaths and risks on the road, which in time as the technology develops, it, you know, could well be. But I think it's what's key to see there is that the whole point of having autonomous vehicles or self-driving cars is to remove or reduce road toll uh, and to save lives inherently. But with autonomous weapons, the whole point is to use them to wage war, to fight in conflict. You know, they're sort of an instrument of killing in themselves, which does make the conversation a little bit different for autonomous weapons specifically and some of the, I guess, aspects intrinsically linked to that. So can you tell us a bit about Stop Killer Robots and the campaign to ban autonomous weapons? Sure. So um, the campaign to Stop Killer Robots is, I guess, a global coalition of different organizations that are working with the same goal so to have an international treaty that would prohibit lethal autonomous weapon systems and maintain meaningful human control over weapon systems use so that's sort of specifically what we are advocating for uh, globally and so there's about i think now over 160 different organizations in about 60 plus countries working on this issue. So there's diplomatic talks that take place. Uh, there's sort of been seven years now of international discussions within the United Nations on this topic specifically, and they're not able to actually achieve much action. So a lot of our work is about uh, putting pressure on that process. Part of the reason why action isn't being achieved is because it's a consensus process. So every single country has to agree to anything for it to move forward. And of course, we have countries like, for instance, Russia, who are very happy to sort of raise their hand and, um, you know, put forward an issue with, you know, how it's being discussed or, you know, what policy outcome might possibly be taken. Uh, but we really feel there is a strong need for a treaty in this area, new international law to be formed. And we know that there's many, many countries that do support that. So within Australia specifically, 
uh, the campaign is really, I guess, trying to bring awareness of the Australian position and uh, raise some scrutiny, I suppose. As I mentioned, uh, the sort of a government position is quite opaque. They're not really prepared to make any kind of commitment to ruling out lethal autonomous weapons or, you know, maintaining human control, like I mentioned, as autonomous weapons progress. And so we're really trying to push Australia to do that and also to be less, uh, I guess, detracting in the international process. Because what's also really problematic is, you know, Australia as an international actor, you know, attends these talks, but really what they're offering and saying in their statements is at the very you know lowest common denominator of the pack amount among the small handful of countries that are saying oh no we don't need strong policy options we can just keep discussing and developing shared understandings and that's enough for now when we know it's not enough because technology is being developed at such a rapid pace and the time really to act is now and we do need that international law to set sort of the international standards from which all the other regulation can flow on from. So international conflict laws haven't always been effective at stopping people from doing things like, I don't know, genocide or attacks on civilians or, you know, conflicts without UN resolutions. But I guess you'd be looking at things like treaties against cluster munitions and landmines as precedents of what you're trying to achieve here? Yeah, that's exactly right. So um, we've seen with weapons that there has been a lot of success uh, in, you know, disarmament treaties, limiting their use. So something like, uh, I guess, chemical weapons or biological weapons is very much also based in that the moral revulsion of those weapons. And whilst it hasn't been never used ever again, we haven't seen it since, you know, they were first passed, it really is only in this slight couple of instances where we've seen something like that being used. And then landmines is actually a really great example because with landmines, uh, there's been a lot, obviously, of ratification of the treaty. So when people agree, like, yes, I will abide by all of these terms. But a country like the US has not actually signed and ratified. And often we get um, sort of the question raised, well, not everyone's going to sign. But the thing about international law is that it also sets norms or customs or sort of expected standards of behaviour. So with landmines, even though uh, the US has never signed that treaty, uh, they don't, you know, produce and stockpile and use landmines anymore. So we do see that they do have an effect, these treaties, even on big global actors that do wield a lot of power. So in Brisbane, there is the Land Forces uh, Weapons Expo, where a lot of the world's biggest arms companies will be getting together and showcasing their wares. So I guess in that context, it's interesting to talk about what companies are currently developing lethal autonomous weapons. Yeah, so it's an interesting question because we do know that more and more countries are using AI, integrating AI for maybe some semi-autonomous systems, etc. They're all sort of on this pathway potentially towards lethal autonomous weapons. So the really big ones that I would probably name as saying doing a lot of work in this area are Boeing, uh, Lockheed Martin as well, and they have a specific lab uh, in Melbourne, the Stellar Lab, working in this space as some of, I guess, like maybe the bigger arms companies that are doing a lot of work in this area where we would say that they also have their own imperative to say that they have clear policy where they won't produce a lethal autonomous weapon system because it would be unlawful. 
Um, but in addition to coming to those bigger companies, we're seeing a lot of other kind of smaller companies that are working in this area using AI and defense systems. So like Cyborg Dynamics, Skyborne Technologies, Defentechs, they're all Australian based companies that are doing work in this area. A lot of them, I guess, collaborate as part of this bigger trusted autonomous systems. It's a defense cooperative research center. So that also links with industry, so industry university and um, the Department of Defense. And so we know there's a lot of work going on with autonomous systems and where we don't know is actually where the limits are, where the lines are, if there is any policy and how much is actually happening in that, I guess, spectrum from some autonomous systems in a surveillance system all the way through to potential lethal autonomous weapons, which we would see as being, as I mentioned just before, unlawful, also immoral, and where before which there must be a line that, you know, these companies as well won't cross uh, in their weapons development. Okay, thanks, Matilda. If people are interested in finding out more about autonomous weapons and stop killer robots, how can they do so? Yes, you can um, find us on social media and also through the website. So stopkillerrobots.org is sort of all the global information through the SafeGround website. So safeground.org.au, you can find out all about the campaign in Australia. And on social media, the easiest way across all platforms is to search hashtag Oz, A-U-S, Oz, ban killer robots. All right. Thanks very much, Matilda. Great. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, wow. 
to me. Classic anti-war song there on the paradigm shift on 4ZZZ from Edwin Starr. That is war. And 60s Motown, what couldn't they do? What style of music didn't they make amazing? Um, before then, we were speaking with Matilda Byrne from a Safer Ground organisation trying to uh, stop lethal autonomous weapons being developed. And now while that... Um, interview was being played i did get a text through i got one requesting the terminator theme which would seem very apt but i didn't have it on hand to play but i got another one from dave um from eco radio which is a great radio program you can listen to at midday on wednesdays right here on four triple z and he alerted me to the fact that israel has deployed an AI-powered, remote-controlled smart shooter to disperse protesters in Palestine at one of the checkpoints at um, at Hebron there in Palestine. Of course, if you're unfamiliar, there's checkpoints if Palestinian people want to move in or out of the uh, occupied territories, then they have to go through all these checkpoints. And so for crowd dispersal, Israel has put a... Uh, semi-autonomous weapon there and it is built by a company called um what are they called uh smart shooter uh who have developed autonomous fire control system called smash which they say can be attached to assault rifles to follow and lock in on targets using image processing based on artificial intelligence they say that um it overcomes challenges faced by soldiers in battles such as physical exertion, fatigue, stress, mental pressure to aim accurately and ensure the shooter's success. Well, um, Palestinian people have responded. Issa Amro, a Palestinian human rights activist, says, I see this as a transition from human to technological control. We as Palestinians have become an object of experimenting and training for Israel's military high-tech industry, which is not accountable for anything it does. Um, and I think that is the side I'm on, defending the humanity of Palestinians um, ahead of the need to develop killer robots to enable better killing. Um, now, Palestine is an issue that has been talked about at Disrupt Land Forces. Of course, if you've just tuned in, one of the reasons that we're talking about weapons is that a lot of the world's biggest and Australia's biggest weapons companies are in Brisbane next week for the Land Forces Weapons Convention at the Convention Centre in South Brisbane and Disrupt Land Forces is trying to make it a nightmare to run, trying to stop them gathering there, make it difficult for them to sell their weapons and network and, um, you know, build uh, better connections for 
making contracts for corroding our democracy, for destroying our planet. And so we're going to be causing a ruckus all next week. And there will be an event next Wednesday at 6pm, Justice for Palestine, long-term Brisbane group working for... Um, as the name says, Justice for Palestine, are going to organise an event outside the convention centre as the delegates are sort of walking out for the day um, where they'll be showing pictures and calling out the names of Palestinian people who have been killed by the Israeli military, um, including there was a recent massacre in the Gaza Strip. So that's at 6pm outside the Brisbane Convention and Exhibition Centre. And the other week... We, a group of us were outside Elbit Systems who do make uh, semi-autonomous weapons as well and uh, have provided for a long time weapons to enable the Israeli occupation of Palestine and there'll be other tours of weapons companies coming up um, on the the Wednesday, the same day actually, um, to go around to some of Brisbane's um, weapons companies that are lurking in our suburbs unbeknownst to most of us these people that are selling weapons to conflict zones all around the planet um i'm going to play another little song here and then i will come back and read the whole program of everything coming up at um land forces a little language warning on this next one from race rage if you don't like swearing, then look out because the next three minutes is going to be a little bit of it. But Race Rage will be here on Saturday tomorrow night playing at Jagera Hall as well. And this song is also the title of another event which you'll hear about just afterwards. It's called Eat the Rich. We love our bread. We love our mana. But most of all, eat those rich fuckers.
through the system Check them on the menu Dealing with class traders There's not much more you can do Cap is coming toxic Rise up, we pros and chows But revenge is best served cold Paired with a nice cap south Eat the rich Eat the rich Eat the rich Then tip me up all that shit Eat the rich Eat the rich Eat the rich Then tip me up all that shit Big wig suck the public deep dry Scapegoat poor folks with fake front page dark crime Pulling poly strings to bankroll coal mines And after feasting on their fancy flesh We'll divvy out all their shit Corporate big wig suck the public deep dry Scapegoat poor folks with fake front page dark crime That is Race Rage there on 4ZZZ. Eat the rich. You can see Race Rage, as I said, at the Get Funked free concert for Disrupt Land Forces. It is tomorrow night from 8pm at Jagger Hall in Musgrave Park. And... Eat the Rich is the name of another event that's coming up this week for Disrupt Land Forces. On Monday from 1pm, there will be an Eat the Rich banquet followed by a parade down to um, all the hotels and restaurants around the convention centre where we think some of the Land Forces delegates who are in there setting up their stalls might be uh, whining and dining. And so... uh, We'll go down and let everybody know that we're a city that's keen on peace, not so keen on weapons companies gathering. So that's 1 p.m. on Monday, uh, meeting at Jagger Hall. Most of the events um, for Disrupt Land Forces will be based around the convention centre, but also Jagger Hall, where we'll have a little bit of a, a base there in Musgrave Park, of course, on um, Jagger Country there. And... Um, so you can pop down there any time, really, and there will be people there. Over Saturday and Sunday, there will be workshops running at Jagger Hall to learn all about how to resist a bit of information about the weapons industry and a bit about strategy and how to resist it. The strategy for Disrupt Land Forces, I'll let you know, basically is make it so difficult and annoying to run this event that they just stop doing it, that it becomes just such a... Um, a hassle and an expense that it's not worthwhile. And so far, we're doing okay. Uh, Last night, there was so many police all around the convention centre and, in fact, driving, escorting military vehicles through the city to get them to the convention centre. It must have been an incredibly expensive exercise and uh, that's the kind of thing that we're into, (laughs) make to cause too much of a ruckus. On that note, from Tuesday to Thursday, outside the convention centre morning and afternoon, people will be causing a ruckus, making it sort of unpleasant to be walking in and out of the Land Forces Convention. On the Wednesday, there will be a tour around some of the um, weapons manufacturers that are permanently in our city. Uh, That'll be meeting at Jagger Hall 
at uh, 9 a.m. You can come down before then, of course, if you want to um, shout abuse at people walking to the convention center. <laughs> um, there will be a 24-hour silent vigil, if that's more your type. Some of the Quakers will be organizing a 24-hour vigil in Redcliffe Place in the city. And you can go and join them at any time if you want a bit of respite for all, some quiet meditation on peace and um, and witnessing, holding the light, as the Quakers say. And um, for the final day, send in the clowns is what it's been called. It's going to be a fun, big disruption on Thursday afternoon for the final uh, afternoon of Land Forces. There'll be plenty of other things going on too that I'm not going to tell you about because they're being secretly organised. But get down to Jagger Hall over the next week. Uh, come and meet people and get involved and it will be a great time and an important campaign uh, our city can be more than just a meeting place for some of the world's worst corporations and let's try to make it that and, and organise an alternative convention. I wrote an article that's called Five Reasons to Disrupt Land Forces which covers everything. You can find it on the Paradigm Shift Facebook page and hopefully I'll see you down there over the next week. I'm going to go out with one final song, Franz James, who... His music is a bit too gentle to be at the Saturday night um, party, but you will hear him playing music over the next week, I'm sure, local folk singer. This is his cover of another 60s anti-war classic, Masters of War. See you next week. Come, you masters of war. You that build the big guns. You that build the death planes. You that build all the bombs. You that hide behind walls, you that hide behind desks, I just want you to know I can see through your masks. You that never done nothing but build to destroy, you play with my world like it's your little toy. You put a gun in my hand, and you hide from my eyes And you turn and run farther when the fast bullets fly Like Judas of old You lie and deceive You say a war can be won You want me to believe But I see through your eyes And I see through your brain like I see through the water that runs down my drain. And you fastened all the triggers for the others to fire. And then you sit back and watch when the death count gets higher. You hide in your mansion while the young people's blood flows out of their bodies and is buried in the mud. You've thrown the worst fear that can never be heard.